Hello everybody, uh, welcome back to At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and um, this is going to be a little bit of a uh, special episode, a little, bit, a little bit of something different this week, um, because um, since I'm planning on doing this uh, first day of every month, uh, so this is basically just um, every film that I watched this past month, so I'm going to do this, you know, on the first day of every month, uh, starting from now, so I'll just tell you about the films I watched this month, um, any sort of general thoughts, um, no ratings, because a decent portion of these I feel that I will cover at some point in the future on the show, and I'd rather just sort of give brief general thoughts on the films, um, instead of just giving ratings and everything, because I feel like that might ruin future stuff. So, I have currently watched um, I think about uh, 16 films this month, which is not as many as I would have liked, but, you know, stuff gets in the way. Uh, so I just start from the beginning, and, um, yeah. So the first film I watched this month was Jojo Rabbit, which I covered on the podcast uh, recently, a couple. And, um, yeah, it's fine. I'm just sort of don't feel like I need to reiterate my points on the film. I think it is fine. Uh, seven out of ten. I, I think Taika Waititi is capable of better, and yeah, and I've seen better work from him. Um, it's fine. The the acting is not really that remarkable. It's nothing outstanding. It's sort of one of the more overrated films, in my personal opinion, that's come out within the last few years. Um, which is disappointing, but you know, it's it it is fine. Uh, so then the second film I watched this month was Behind the Curve, a documentary on the Flat Earther movement and sort of how it has become more prevalent and more of a thing that people are on about. Uh, I, I uh, started watching it a little while ago and I finished it. Um, I think it's a fine documentary. Um, I'm not a big fan of documentaries. I don't watch a lot of them. I think some of them can be... I think I've, I say that, but I've seen um, some pretty good documentaries. Nothing I can think of off the top of my head, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in documentaries. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Not fun, fine, I guess. It wasn't anything outstanding, but a, a decent little documentary that I, I would recommend people watch. I do think it is very interesting. Um, next, um, then... Uh, one night in Miami, uh, it, I watched. Um, I, I watched it primarily for the Oscars because I figured it would get Best Picture nominated, and it didn't. Which was uh, a, a big surprise, honestly. I, I thought it was like a shoe in for Best Picture. Uh, it just sort of felt that it had everything. You know, it had you know a, a directorial debut in Gina King, a good sort of ensemble S cast in the primary four. Um, and, you know, and I, I think it's a pretty good film. It's, um, I'll probably discuss it more, um, because I plan on doing an Oscars episode. I don't know, either, uh, maybe, uh, either next week or the week after I'll be doing an episode for the Oscars. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good film. I think the performances are all good. I, in particular, I think Kingsley Benadier gave the best performance of the film. Everyone's talking about Leslie Odom Jr., who is good, and he does give a good performance, but I thought Kingsley Benadier 
really brought a lot to that role and he was the standout for me. But all all of them were very good. They all gave very good performances. Um, it's a sort of... The film's very much like... It's sort of a film that it's... You, you tell it's based off a play because of just the way it's shot and that it takes place in you know, such a limited location. Um, I think that does hold it back from a bit and, it, and it's nothing like... Like, um, I, I just think that's it. I think it's a, it's a good film. Possibly should have gone on air for Best Picture, in my personal opinion, but that didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, a, a good film, good performances. Production design was good. The script was good. It was all, the, the song is good, too. Um, it just sort of felt a bit lacking at some points, and it was sort of held back a bit, maybe, from the fact that it's and then in doing adaptations they can you can be held back from what you want, want to do then we've got the one of my new favorite films of all time uh sound of metal which i would like to win best picture it's not going to but i personally think it is the best of the nominees i haven't seen minari actually i will have to watch that and i'll cover that in the Oscars episode and in the um, whenever I get around, which probably will be in April. Um, Sound of Metal is the best film of last year, in my personal opinion. I think Riz Ahmed should win the of the Oscar for best actor, uh, but I don't think he's going to because it's going to go to Kevin Postman. But if Riz Ahmed did win, I would be pleasantly surprised if he did. I think he gives a, a truly great performance. Possibly his career best. Um, I think Paul Racy and Olivia Cook also are very good. I would have loved to see some more awards love for them. But did I'm actually trying to think. I'm trying to the session of Paul Racy got nominated for supporting actor. Um, while well, I wait for that, um, I think I just it's just like a phenomenal film. I oh, did get they did get the Oscar nomination. Good, he beat uh, Paul Racy did get the Oscar, which he should. He gave a one of the best performances of the year, in my personal opinion, and I don't think he. Too far, I don't think he should win. I think, uh, well, I'll talk about who I think should win when we get to the it, when I did the Oscars episode. But I think the sound design is utterly brilliant. It just is really, really good, and it works a lot. Um, the and just like it all worked the sound design, the editing, the sort of the development and the continuation of the story just works so well. Um, and it's my favorite film of last year. Um, and I'll talk more about it in the Oscars episode because it did get nominated for this picture, which I was pleasantly surprised about. Um, then we've got News of the World, which I saw, which I watched. Um, Nothing amazing, a, a perfectly fine film. Uh, Tom Hanks is perfectly fine in it. He's not doing anything amazing. Um, Helena's Angle is also fine. It's not a, um, a like amazing film, but she, it is it is all right. Um, I think the production, costume design is all good. The um, I think the score is—it's got a decent score to it. 
Um, and I just think it's it it is fine. It is the most sort of fine film there is. Um, and it, it is mine. Um, I'm going through this quickly because this is more just sort of an update on what I watched in this month, and it's rather, I don't, you know, it's just sort of. Then Cherry was the next film I saw. Apple Beauty Plus, Tom Holland. Um, this film is is not that great. Um, Tom Holland gives a very good performance in it. I think the cinematography is very interesting and unique and very nice at some points. Um, like the Russo brothers are doing, yeah, they they do a fine job at directing. The film feels it's very strange. The sort of way it goes and the structure structure behind the whole thing is incredibly odd. And I think the idea of it works really well. I think the whole sort of idea of this military war veteran sort of, you know, because that is who Tom Holland, that is what Tom Holland plays, he plays it, he, this is sort of based on a real guy, and so he plays this character, so he plays this character who is basically a real guy who went to war and became like drugs and everything. I think that this film had a lot more potential and I just didn't remember hearing about it being like, oh, that's interesting. And Tom Holland's, you know, doing sort of a serious role. And he's doing that thing that a lot of actors sometimes fail to do, sort of, they don't get typecast like Tom Holland right now. But it is, is doing a lot of unique roles. You know, he's doing a lot of um, very, you know, he's got Chaos Walking, which came out recently, which I haven't seen. And I'm not particularly interested in seeing. He's got Uncharted, which I'm incredibly worried about because I think Tom Holland is. is very bad at juicing script. Like, he's just not good. Juicing script, because I remember Jerry, he said it was like the best script he'd ever read. That's like, well, this is not good then. It's, it's, it is not a good film. It's, it's very much like a massive disappointment. But specs better from the Luthers and from Tom Holland. I truly do. So I was, I was rather disappointed by the finished product. Then, making up for that, because I saw this later that same day, Judas and the Black Messiah is one of the best films of the year and is going to be in my top ten of the year. Um, it is a fantastic, fantastic film. The two, Keith Stanfield gives a, a, a very good performance, and Daniel Kaluuya deserves to win the Oscar for this performance. I think he is truly spectacular in it and and this and this one's really saw me with Daniel Kaluuya. Like, I've always thought he's a, he's a good actor but he's sort of like jumped up in my estimation and my opinion of like, how great of an actor he is and the film truly shows the um sort of the difficulties I guess of people's of, of the of the sort of troubles and that people have had to face and you know standing up for themselves and not saying, no, well, no, I'm not going to let you do this. And I, I think it really shows that um, Dominique Fishback also gives a very good performance in it. She honestly should have gotten some more awards love because she's really good. Um, and I have very little knowledge, or had very little knowledge in the whole situation of the Black Panther Party, but this film very easily explained it. And I think that's the mark of like a good film, a good writing and directing of a film that you of something you don't know anything about, and yet they, uh, and yet you understand it. Like it's a film that you don't need to have a 
great knowledge and history of of the Black Panther Party to enjoy the film, and I think that is what works really with it well. Um, I I sort of think some of the score though doesn't work too well for me. I I it feels a bit disjointed and a bit like mm, I'm not sure about that, but um. Other than that, it is fantastic, and I will talk more about this in the Oscars episode, because again, best picture nomination, so I will talk about it more then. Then, um, one of the, like, classics of film that I had somehow never seen that it took me this long to see, um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Now, I had, I, I was sick a couple weeks ago, and I, like, had to take COVID test, and I couldn't leave my house. So, one morning, I put on One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and it is a phenomenal film. Like a, fen- like a truly phenomenal piece of work. Jack Nicholson gives a fantastic performance, continuing uh, to prove that he is one of my favourite actors of all time, just giving great performances in this. I, I, I think the whole cast is good, Danny DeVito is really good, Christopher Lloyd is really good, um, I forgot her name, she plays Nurse Ratchet, give me a second. But this is a fantastic, fantastic piece of work. Um, I think that, you know, the sort of, just as a film, it sort of hits Louise Fletcher as most wretched, very much works. All the characters are well, like, defined and... I understand who these characters are. I'm not sort of like, well, I don't know this guy or the, like some, like the people that like, I remember all the characters I remember more. Um, Sam and Crothers also, is a, I'm a big fan of his work, of him. Um, and this is just a really, really good film uh, and like a true classic for, you know, like a deserved classic of film. Then next, a very sharp turn uh, from that to Brave, the Pixar film, as I'm making my way through all of Pixar's um, works, do a, a rating, a, a ranking rather, of the of all Pixar films. And I'm currently. Well, I'm gonna, I, I watched one more. So I'm doing this in chronological order of release. So Brave is not very good, but um, it's, it's really not that good. It's, it's, it's a very disappointing. Film. I like the sort of concept and the idea of taking place in Scotland, like medieval Scotland, sort of covering magic and, you know, fate and all these things. And I think that works, that has a very good idea and is a very interesting concept. But it is not executed well. I think that um, the, the, the main character, Merida, is a, a very poorly written character. They, there's, there's a lot more they could do with that character that they just don't do. I think that is one of Pixar's weakest products. I think the only one I think is weak that is probably Cars 2, but I have not seen good dinosaurs that could possibly be in there in the conversation as weak as Pixar. Um, but I just was not a big fan of Brave. It, it, it really doesn't work for me. Um, so then, after that, I watched Ed Wood, which is a film I've been interested in seeing for a long time. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Tim Burton, a big fan of Johnny Depp, and uh, Ed Wood was a film that I was very interested in seeing, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, this is probably Tim Burton's 
best work just in general. Like, I honestly think this is better than Nightmare Before Christmas, which is kind of a big thing, because Nightmare Before Christmas is like, you know, what everybody loves Nightmare Before Christmas, because he doesn't. I'm a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas too, but I think Edward, I think Tony Depp gives a really good performance in it, honestly. Should have got an Oscar nominated for this performance because I think he should have, because he is really, really good in it. Um, Martin Landau as Bella Lugosi gives a fantastic, is also really, all the performances are fantastic. And uh, just sort of interesting to watch the career and the history of this guy who just continuously made, he, you know, called the worst filmmaker ever. And yet, you know, a film has been made about him as a big name and um, and he's just an interesting fellow to look at um, and I would love to do an episode on this in the future because I think this is a very very good film um, then I rewatched Monsters University that's part of my Pixar rewatch and it's fine I think I think the problem with Pixar prequels where they do is they feel the need to have to connect it and reference like hey you know that thing in Monsters Inc yeah look here it is again it's like I would rather if they just sort of continued they just sort of made it into its own story, because Mon- Monsters, Inc. is much better. Like, let's just be honest. Monsters, Inc. is a much better, superior film. Uh, this is it, Monsters University is fine, though. It's not nothing spectacular, but it is a perfectly fine Pixar work. And I also rewatched Kingsman, The Secret Service, uh, sort of in anticipation of Kingsman, well, that Kingsman, rather. And I do have to watch Kingsman Golden Circle at some point, so I will definitely get on that. But I think Kingsman Secret Service is a pretty fun time. Karen Eggerton is very good in it. Colin Firth is good. Samuel Jackson, I think the, whole, the cast is pretty good overall. Um, it's a very fun film. Um, I, I do think it can be some of the editing in terms of action sequences are very poorly done and just like, just really crap looking i i also think that um there's a bit too much slow-mo as well for my liking I, i'm not I'm for slow-mo but if it's used constantly then i'm like well it's a bit of a problem there but i think this is a very fun enjoyable film and i think it works very well um then i've got four more films left so i'm gonna try and do this fast because to be fair, talking like this just by myself for ages is not the most enjoyable thing. Uh, but, you know, so then I rewatched Zootopia. So I'm also doing a ranking of every best animated feature winner. And Zootopia is on that list. And uh, Zootopia is is actually is a, is a, is a quite a good film. I think, um, well, the villain doesn't work. It, it is a twist villain um, who does not work for me. I don't think they are particularly well written i think some of the dialogue and some of the way the cat is interactive feel a bit off but like other than that it's a pretty good film it's it's a very unique way you know it's a kid's film but it tackles racism and it's very much um a film that like kids can enjoy it on this on like certain level and then adults and older people can enjoy it on a different level and i think that's sort of the mark of a good kid's film is enjoyed by kids but adults and old and you know Older people gain a have their own appreciation for it too. So Zootopia is a, is a very good film, and I just think the whole sort of thing is like, man, this is this is very you know accurate to the world we we currently live in. Um, but I think and I think it's a very 
very good animated film. The best animated films, I would argue, of the past few years. Um, then I watched one of the, I think the oldest film I've ever seen, A Trip to the Moon, which was a very interesting watch. Um, I haven't seen a lot of silent films. I don't think I've seen any silent films, to be honest, because, I don't know, watching old-timey, like, 1920s, 1930s films is just, like, I respect it, and I understand that I should watch it, but it just seems a bit off to me. I think it's because of the way I've sort of consumed films and media, and my cat is really, it is really annoying me right now. Cat, go away! Sorry. Oh, that might have been on the recording. Oh, God. Who cares? Who cares? It's just... <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very interesting watch. I would highly recommend it for just people who are film fans that they should check this one out. I think it's a very unique film to look at. I think it's a very interesting relic of its time. Um, so then, then I've got two more films. Uh, Deadpool 2. I watched the first time. I had seen the first Deadpool a couple times before. I'm a big fan of it. Deadpool 2 isn't as good, but it's still, like, a good film. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, as always, is great in it. He gets a great performance. Um, and I think this film sort of showed and highlighted more of his acting abilities, I guess, than the first one did. Um, I think... I think all the performances are, are good. There's nothing amazing about them, but they don't need to be amazing. They're just, you know, this is a superhero film and people don't need to be giving, you know, amazing. There's, like, groundbreaking, you know, Oscar-worthy performances. Everybody in it is really good. I, um... I like the idea of the sort of Terminator parody route it takes, I guess. Um, I just think it is a good superhero film. Nothing, you know, a, a good film. And um, lastly, the most recent film I watched in anticipation for the Oscars and for my potential Oscars episode I am planning on doing, The Father. Which, to me, is one of the most affecting emotionally films that I... Maybe the most emotionally affecting film I've seen this year. I, I think that it just sort of is really um I don't really know what to say honestly it's uh cuz I I just sort of guess I said it's very rather fresh and I um um I'll talk again I'll talk more about it in my Oscars episode but I just think that it is a r really Heartbreaking, just um, just it's it's a fantastic film. It's a fantastic piece of work. Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman deserve their Oscar nominations. I think Olivia Coleman probably should win, in my personal opinion. Um, I I but I do um I think Anthony Hopkins deserves win because I again I personally believe that Riz Ahmed should win, but you know. I think the um, the editing and the way it's shot, because uh, if you haven't seen the film, it's basically shot and edited sort of from Anthony Hopkins' perspective, as like because he's because he, the premise is, is like he's a guy who's going through dementia, 
And it's very much like you watch the film from his perspective. So you're sort of disorientated and very like confused. And, and I get that's what the director's going for. And a lot of the time it does work. But there are a handful of times where I'm like, I don't know if that, that didn't work as well as it probably should have. But yeah, it's just my gripes. This is just a fantastic film. It doesn't try to, you know, be this like two hour, two and a half hour epic. It it just it knows what it is. It's an you know just an hour and a half, and I think that is you know what it be. And uh, this is one going to be in my top ten this year because um, I saw it this year and like it sort of is scheduled to come out this year. So it is a film from this year, um, and I'll talk more about it in the Oscars episode. Um. So this is. Yeah, been the first edition of what I watched this month. Um, I got the idea for, for doing this from a YouTube channel by the name of uh, Carsten Runquist. Runquist? Runquist Runquist. Um, and if you haven't, che- you should. If you're a film fan, you should check out his channel. It's got some very, very good. Um, you know, he's got some really good stuff. He's done rankings of like. Of director's filmography, well, of he's done rankings of the filmographies of uh, Scorsese, Tarantino, Fincher, and Kubrick, I believe. So, if you're in, if you're interested in that, you should check his chart. He got the idea from him. So, just a shout out to Carsten. Um, and so that's been this, well, it's, it's a bit of a shorter than my usual podcast episodes, but this is more just sort of enough, just to let you know what I've been watching this month, and it's more just a, uh, sort of, you know, like, so, yeah, let me know if there's, um, uh, and, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at, I just searched out the movies, so I'm about to look for, at the movies with William Fletcher, you should be able to find my Instagram, I'll have to make a Facebook page at some point, which I will. Uh, follow me in Letterbox actually, but you can see all these films that I rated at William F, which is my first name and my last name. Um, yeah, uh, check out my IMDb account, which is at which is Will Fletch. Uh, so yeah, that's everything really. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, and I'll see you guys with a podcast for an actual episode of the podcast. Uh, goodbye.